0: Alright everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Pound for Pound, the heaviest podcast in fantasy sports. As always, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, Big Roman, the Fantasy Fish.
1: What the fuck's going on, guys? How's it going?
0: Hey, so, uh, well, you know, we record a day early, so waivers hopefully went through. Hopefully you got your guys, the guys we pointed out to you. If, you, if you're smart, you'll listen to us, because goddamn Rondale Moore... You look beautiful. Beautiful out there. Tim Patrick, goddamn, draft put that man on your roster. So, um, somewhat of a jam-packed show, I guess. Maybe. We'll find out. We're gonna be talking about your uh we well, you got news and noise from around the league. We got your Thursday night preview, and then we got a little fun panic ometer. Now, granted, week two, so it's still early in the year, but if you're you know, I'm sure you're in a league, or maybe you're that manager where you're kind of rock, pivoting, freaking out now because you're 0-2 and you're gonna about to sell the farm. And you know, shout out to Brian, just my guy. <laughs> um so starting off with the news, we got some IR updates for some players. Very disappointing. Tyrod Taylor, he's gonna be placed on the IR for a couple weeks. I mean, he was showing some fantasy relevance. Uh, that Houston offense was surprisingly putting up points. That was kind of nice to see. But that hamstring injury, you know, he came up hobbling on a touchdown run. So, but you know, he was immediately holding on to that leg. Kind of remind me of uh the old some NFL PlayStation One game I used to play. And if your running back was like running down the sideline, his hamstring would always pop, and he'd be limping. <laughs>
1: I can't That's remember. That's that, that game. game day if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah, maybe it was game day. Yeah, something like that. Uh Jarvis Landry, he's gonna be placed on IR for a couple weeks there. So there's like no wide receivers in Cleveland anymore, apparently. Uh Mari Cooper, Jerry Jones said he's I don't know why Jerry Jones so goddamn involved in that team. Like just be an owner. Like why do you why are you the GM? You're nine thousand years old and you're a billionaire. Just go get rub and tugs like Robert Kraft and leave people alone. But anyways, saying he's hopeful that Amari Cooper can play week three against the Eagles. But I mean, Amari Cooper's always kind of banged up, but just, you know, something to keep an eye on. Uh, Nico Collins, rookie wide receiver for the Houston Texans. He's going to be placed on IR, but you're not, I don't think anybody was really rostering him anyways. Uh, John Brown, wide receiver, free agent worked out for the Atlanta Falcons today. So that is some news, I guess. And, uh, I'm trying to find the name. I can't find it right now, but the San Francisco 49ers signed a running back off of someone's practice squad. If I can find that Bengals Um, practice squad. Yeah. But who the fuck was it? (laughs) That's, that's the real question as my internet is slow. This is, this is great radio right here.
2: They signed Jackie's Patrick. Patrick.
0: There you go. No, jock jock Patrick.
2: Oh, sorry. I'm not French enough for that name.
0: Apparently, he was pretty good in the XFL, so I I guess that's another name to muddy up the waters.
1: That is the San Francisco backfield. I got a question. Real quick. Yes, sir. And you know what? I'm going to credit this to Brian as well, even though we called him out for panicking. He said, he texted me today. He said, why the fuck have the 49ers not hit up Todd Gurley? It just doesn't make sense to me. They do love injured running backs. They do love injured running backs, and he'd be good for, like, five weeks, at least until your other guys come back.
2: He probably costs too much. I said that a long time ago when we were talking about him. Like, what does this guy want? Yeah,
0: maybe. You know, sometimes you got to swallow that pride, but I think it's tough when you're a former NFL MVP, you know, to admit that you're just not quite there anymore. But, I mean, it it is what it is. It's just that's... I, I love Todd Gurley, though. People can shit on him all you. I love Todd Gurley. He was so much fun to watch on the Rams before he got hurt. I mean, that man, he was, he was an absolute fucking monster. But anyways, let's. that's it for news. There, there really wasn't much today, which is good. Oh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger hurt his left titty, so keep an eye on that. Oh, and Deontay Johnson, they're saying that he is closer to okay than bad, but he's not... He's somewhere in the middle, so definitely keep an eye on that. But Deontay Johnson, you know,
1: I think Rome, you said it
0: where he plays hurt all year. That's just yeah. what you that's what you get. It's,
1: yeah. I he, I just was wrong in when he got hurt, because he actually put together a decent game. I thought it was gonna be early and he'd be out. So yeah, kudos but he got, to him. he got hurt on the last play of the game that didn't matter. <laughs> yeah.
0: So all right. Well, let's take a dive right into our week three Thursday night matchup between the Carolina Panthers. And the Houston Texans, Vegas, minus 8. Over-under is 43. Beautiful. Look at that. Director Ross with the speed, the quickness. Love it. But anyways, I'm not touching that game in terms of betting. I Gross. But there's some fantasy relevance here. Sam Darnold, he's kind of turning it around. He's very good in two-quarterback league. Not much to say. Christian McCaffrey, god damn, that man... It, it's still like my favorite stat of him was that he only he's only played a little bit over one full season in the last two years. And he's still like the running back five. I mean, just yeah.
1: <laughs> he's crazy
0: unstoppable. He is he is a he's not a man. He's a machine touchdown machine. DJ Moore. God damn. He finally coming around. I, I'm loving it. It's it's this this is what we've been hoping for from him. Actually, my question, Robbie Anderson, what do you do with Robbie Anderson at this point in time?
1: Boy, he screwed me last week, didn't he? I was all high on him, and he did shit. I don't know, man. I'm not sure. Maybe, I mean, Houston's defense is not very good. So this could be a breakout game. But again, it's it's not going to be a breakout game for him, who we shouldn't. It's going to be McCaffrey. It's always McCaffrey.
2: Robbie Anderson could have a big game, but we would really like. I don't call it a breakout because a breakout to me is like where you like start to gain some consistency. And Robbie Anderson's never going to be that guy. If I have Robbie Anderson, what I'm hoping for is for him to put up like 21 fantasy points this week, and I'm going to dump him to somebody else, and they can figure out to start him or not.
0: He's reverting back to the Sam Darnold New York Jets. Robbie Anderson, where, you know, week one, one catcher 57 yards and a touchdown, but, like, that's also terrible. <laughs> like, you can't rely on that kind of stuff. Then last week he was targeted more, you know, he had six targets, but three for 38. So, I mean, you you don't like that, especially because Robbie Anderson was drafted not insanely high, but, you know, you paid a moderate price for him, and to not get essentially any production off him, that's that really sucks.
2: If you're comfortable with that boomer bust performance, then go ahead and throw them in your flex. But that's what it's going to be. It's going to be every week this year. I, I That's how I see it. Is It's going to be a huge game or a bad game, and then maybe once in a while he'll throw in those games that you would hope for some consistency. But like I said, I don't think you could predict it very well.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that, that's pretty. Uh, Terrace Marshall, the rookie, I think, I don't think it's going to be a thing this year. I, I think with the healthy Christian McCaffrey, they're just the the offense runs through Christian McCaffrey. So Terrace Marshall, I, I think definitely a dynasty hold. I mean, if you're in a super deep league, hold on to him, but I think he's safe to drop in, you know, your eight to twelve team leagues. I just I don't know if it's gonna happen this year for him.
2: Yeah, the other thing too with Carolina's offense is between Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore they're getting it done. So they don't need Doing these a- other guys to be consistent really. So it's yeah. kind of
1: tough. You know, and Terrence Marshall plays the same style of receiver as Robinson, except not as good. He's That's what he was at LSU. He was the deep ball, go up and get it. Mm-hmm. And they've got that in in, Anderson, in uh, Robbie.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. Then uh,
1: the number one scoring fantasy
0: player this week will be the Carolina defense. <laughs> but I, Would you be surprised if Carolina was the number one defense this week? Not at all. No. Um other side of the ball, Houston. So Davis Mills is gonna be the quarterback with the old Jeff Driscoll backing him up. The old the old gunslinger. You know Ugh. Davis Mills in relief. He did throw a touchdown pass. So and and he just peppered the shit out of Brandon Cooks. Which it's go to your guys. I, I really should have wrote down the stat, but it was hilarious to me. It was the it was the actually I can get it right here. It was the game the game log for uh Houston, every receiver had like a target, but Brandon Cooks was targeted like fifteen times. And Jesus, every, yeah. So it's just throw the ball to Brandon Cooks and hope for the best. But uh, you know, Carolina's defense, man. So you're definitely not playing Davis uh, Mills. the The three running backs. There was actually a question here that that we had from a listener, which I guess we could throw in right now. Was are any of the Houston running backs rosterable slash could you play any of the Houston running
1: backs? I mean, I think they're rosterable, but it like as in a sense of playing week to week. Good lord! It, the only one I could think about is because I have him would be Lindsey, and he would just be a bye week filler. There'd be no reason for me to sit there and say, "I choose you <laughs> to start this week. You're going to be my guy." I just can't see that being the case.
2: I'd agree. I'd say Ingram you could do the same thing with, probably. You better hope that they have a good matchup, though, and that you pick to do it at the right time. But I'd roster, if I had to, I would like to not, but I would roster Ingram and Lindsay. But they would not play every week, unless maybe there was an injury to one of the other ones.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like everybody's rosterable on that, but... I have zero confidence playing any of these running backs because everyone's been involved. And now with Davis Mills as the quarterback, I mean, I guess if you had to pick somebody, it maybe David Johnson. He's going to get the check down, dump off passes. But you know, you're not. I'm not confidently playing any of these Houston running backs. But I am confident playing Brandon Cooks. I mean, he seems to be fine. Obviously, you know. He's currently the wide receiver 11 on the year. Week 1, 5 for 22. Week 2, 9 for 78 and a touchdown. I mean, you're loving that. I mean, there was also a span where he had 5,000-yard uh, seasons in a row. He had six and seven seasons. It. I mean, people always talked about the concussion problems, but he seems to not have issues with that now. You know, knock on wood, hopefully he doesn't get hurt. But Brandon Cook's looking amazing out there right now. Yeah, he sure is. So that really it for (laughs) that's all you're playing from Houston. You play Brandon cooks that that's it. That's the breakdown of your Thursday night game. There's really not much (laughs) play, play Christian McCaffrey, play DJ Moore. play Carolina defense, play Brandon cooks. That's it.
2: That's simple enough.
0: Yeah. Um, So for tonight, we're going to do something slightly different that we talked about at the beginning of the show. It's the panic-o-meter. So basically, the gauge for this is players that were drafted fairly early, they're not holding up expectations currently. Now, granted, it is week two, so don't sell the farm. But, you know, a couple names that I do want to talk about. We'll start off with Zeke. Rome, you've been my, my Zeke homer for years still are the Zeke homer and which is fine i love you for that but tony pollard he's getting very much involved in that offense we we even said it in last night's episode he has basically has standalone value right now you could flex him so zeke you know he was taken within the first what six picks so you 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 invested very high in zeke but the return just he had a touchdown finally, but the return just quite hasn't been there. So, you know, help me help me understand Zeke.
1: I mean, it's it's tough to understand. Other than, I guess what's really lacking that I've grown accustomed to with Zeke, and like this is kind of Pollard's role now is the receiving mm-hmm. in anything out of the backfield. He's got four total targets right now, Zeke, and four catches. For like 30-some-odd yards. It's it's not good. That's not the outputs you're looking for. Now, to go along with what we're doing here, am I panicking if I have Ezekiel Elliott? No. No, I don't think I'm panicking yet. My eyeballs are, are looking on to Pollard right now. I'm wondering if this is going to be a thing. But, you know, right now, you've invested so much in Zeke for when you took him, and I just, I don't know, man. I don't see... I still don't see him losing the majority of the carries as the year progresses. That's just yeah. what I, I see Zeke being the guy. Not panicking yet, but eyes are open. Yeah, definitely
0: another player I want to talk about. Odell Beckham. We've talked about him before on the show. What do you do with him? You know, he's he was he had the ACL tear last year, but it's been a decent amount of time from injury surgery and recovery and they said he looked good in the preseason said he was looking strong looking healthy he hasn't played and there hasn't been i have read zero news in terms of positive for obj so what do, you, do you, can you drop him you can't tra- who would trade for him
2: like i don't think you could do anything with him except for hold him cuz he's not going to have trade value right now cuz people are kind of worried about that and you can't drop him because he does have value for when he comes back. Right. So you hope you have an IR on your in your league and you have him stashed there. But I do I do see something here that says he could make his return as soon as week three. Here's something I'm also concerned about: Are they going to rush him back? Especially now that Jarvis Landry's out, and he's going to re-aggravate something.
1: Yeah. I don't think they're going to rush him out. I think if they were going to rush him out, he'd have he'd have been out there already. I think if you're a Browns fan, you better hope to Christ he's ready to rock and roll because as of right now, they're, who do they, Dimitri Felton or whatever that fucker's name is? That's who they're rolling with. It's a People's Jones. (laughs) I mean, I get it. I like the, I like People's Jones, but he ain't OBJ and he certainly ain't Jarvis Landry. So I think OBJ, and I touched on this a couple of shows ago, I don't, I don't understand why they were telling us all that shit in the off season that he's looking good and looking great, but he's not going to play the first two weeks, and it's not even going to be close. Not like game time decisions. He was just fucking out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm hoping he can. I'm hoping he gets out there this week. But I, I hear you, fish. I Maybe I hope they don't rush him back because it'd be nice to get him for the whole season.
0: Would you try to acquire uh, OBJ? Would you try to
1: trade for him? Like, what do you? I mean I'd be interested. I just I just don't know what I would give up. Robbie Anderson. If I could get somebody <laughs> straight up.
2: <laughs> I was just gonna say if I can get somebody to give him to me for like maybe a flex in one of my bench players, something like that, I might be interested. I like I said I don't I'm kinda of with Rim like what do you how low is someone willing to sell him? Like I don't think I, like he could he could be a wide receiver too, right? I don't think someone's gonna give up a wide receiver too.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, yeah. like I wouldn't give up a wide receiver two for him right now without knowing what's going on.
0: Uh, a- another player that's been, f- I've seen it all over Twitter. I've seen it in apps. I've seen it everywhere. Clyde Edwards helaire you know, he was drafted end of first, beginning of second round in almost every league. You know, such huge upside. Everyone was so excited for him. He is the running back 49 right now. I mean, he's getting in on snaps. Like he he had a seventy-two percent snap in uh, week one. You know, fourteen for forty-three, three catches for twenty-nine. So you know, you're like, okay, you know, not the greatest game, but hey, you gotta get your sea legs back under you. But last week against Baltimore, which has not been that great of a defense, thirteen for forty-six. You know, it's three and a half yards a carry and fumbled. I mean, it's just is, and the worst part is. You know, DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, who else? I mean, some big running backs were available in that draft that – or, I'm sorry, Kansas City could have taken, but they went the CEH route because that's the guy that Mahomes wanted.
1: But it is not looking good. At Like, what do you do? No, it, I mean, and you know what the most egregious stat is? I mean, he's gotten 14 attempts. He's playing around about 70% of the snaps – but his yards per carry is at three point zero seven and three point five though it's not an that's not an effective run he's not effective when he's on the field he also lost that fumble last last week that cost him the game
2: yeah it's not terrible my biggest concern well the average yards per average is not terrible especially in their offense you'd like to see closer to four but he in college he was great at catching the ball. He's got three targets on the season. This is a yep. team that passes the ball a lot, and they're not even passing it to him. I'm not concerned with how good he is as a player so much, but they aren't using him. And I have a hard time finding a scenario where they will need to or want to use him more.
0: But it just it stinks because you, you drafted him. You have to start him. But then you're going to get one point from your running back one? I mean, it's just... Cordero Patterson, you know, is has more points than him. Mike Davis has more points than him. Just it's it's alarming. And and then the problem is like okay. Uh, as far as I know, none of you guys have any shares of CEH. Would you would you be willing to trade for him? Fuck no. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Like I I don't want him. You couldn't give him to the, me.
2: I I know there's people out there that would trade for him because they trust the offense enough to where they think that he'll get the production just based off the offense. And while that's somewhat true, that's just not being pointed to that they're going to use him. It seems like they're using everything that they can except him. Yeah. You might be able to move him, but you're probably going to have to move him for like a lower capital player than where you drafted him at. But it might not be a bad idea to say like, hey, I'll give you CEH for wide receiver two or, or RB two, if you can make the deal, you might have to throw in some extra sauce with that though, because make it's going to be a pretty tough sell.
0: Yeah. But you know, they're putting up over 30 points a game and he's just not like you said, they're not using him properly. And it's, it's, it's shocking. Cause that, that's a devastating blow to your team. That's essentially a, a last year, Saquon Barkley ACL tear and you lost your running back after week two. I mean, that's it's, I mean, I hope he
1: turns it around. But at least in that situation, you can, you, you can move on from Barkley with fucking Clyde. You're yeah. stuck. You're stuck yeah. in that week to week. You almost hope he gets hurt.
2: <laughs> yeah, shit. Like you said, they're not using him properly. My concern is not even if they use him properly or not. They just aren't using him at all. Like, they don't need to. Like, they don't need him to be good. They mm-hmm. could care less how, what he does. As long as he doesn't fumble the ball in the last minute of the game, <laughs> then they don't really need him to do anything.
1: It's crazy because they were going to win until he fucking stepped in there and said, I'll, I'll handle this, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah. All right, next player.
0: The the vast landscape that is wasteland and disgusting of the tight end position. George Kittle. You know, anywhere between the tight end two and five off board. So you, you drafted him early. You probably didn't draft another tight end because you have George Kittle. He is currently sitting at tight end 13, which, you know, you're like, wow, 13, that's not that bad. But then again, tight end's a gross position. And the the problem is this. Week one, four catches, 78 yards. So that's a good game, especially, you know, PPR scoring, you know, 9.8 points. You're like, okay, cool. Let's, let's go with it. Last week, four for 17, and he fumbled. So it's just, they're using him more in pass protection and blocking, and the quarterback play, you know, Rome, you're my Niners guy, but Jimmy G and it's are you I mean, on a, on a scale of, you know, one to ten. You know, how worried are you about George Kittle in his fantasy production?
1: Uh, I, I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking yet. I feel like he is. He's still going to be the focal point of that offense. It may, he may not be right now. They're riding that hot handed fucking Debo Samuel. He He's out there destroying people, doing everything he's got to do. I'm really not panicking on any of them because Ayuk is another one that we sh- fucking probably should add added to this list because he ain't doing shit either, and people spin out decently on him. I was one of them. I, I feel like as a whole, this offense at some point is going to click. They're playing that last place schedule, so I think everything is going to start falling into place. Sooner rather than later i wouldn't I really wouldn't panic on much of these guys
2: I wouldn't panic on him either yet. If the one thing to look at it's something to consider is he's got nine targets with, between two games, and that's on pace to get something I don't know I'm not super good at math, but like that's like in between sixty five and 75 around there, I think that's about the same amount of targets he had in eight games last year, so his target sure needs to go up for the production that you would hope for. So let's just see what happens in the next few weeks. I'll tell you what, though. If you are concerned about him and you want to address it sooner than later, he's somebody that you could sell just off his name right now and get a damn good return. Yeah. So if you are worried about it, you could take that route. I still wouldn't concern myself too much with it, though. All
0: right. Uh, Next player I want to talk about, James Robinson. I mean – Last year, fantasy darling James Robinson, you know, he was the waiver wire pickup, unknown player, ended the season as the running back seven, just total bell cow, you know, thousand yards rushing, seven rushing touchdowns, 49 catches, 344 yards, and three catching touchdowns. I mean, Travis Etienne gets drafted, so everyone's like, well, that's a kick to the dick for Robinson. That sucks. Like, why would you do that? But then, I mean it sucks that it happened but ETN got hurt so it's like sweet. Robinson to the moon. Robinson was taken in, you know, earlier in leagues much later, but as l- the later drafts, you know, Robinson was taken in the second round, third round, you know, everyone was excited for him. But Carlos Hyde, he he's just like this thorn in the side that won't go away right now in James Robinson. And I'm I'm concerned because it's it, it to me it's another situation where I mean, if you have other options, you start someone else. But he's currently sitting as the running back 42. Carlos Hyde is still very much involved. I mean, I'm not trying to trade. I'm not trying to get James Robinson. I don't want him. I mean, just the way that it's been... I mean, you're a Carlos Hyde injury away from running back one territory, but you can't rely on that kind of stuff. It's just right now in terms of, you know, they're almost splitting at 50-50. Now, granted, snap percentage is different. Robinson's is much higher. But in terms of touches... It's almost 50-50, and that's, that's concerning for me. So, you know, Fish, I know you got Robinson in, in a couple leagues. So, I mean, what are, what are are where are you going? Like, what are you thinking? Where are you?
2: Yeah, I don't know. It, I kind of I have him in dynasty leagues, which kind of makes a difference because I had him last year. So I got what I needed out of him last year. He's a tough player to move, though, because you're not going to get a lot of value unless something turns around. But I kind of expected this because ETN got drafted. So it didn't, he kind of surprised me once he was injured, but I didn't like to spend the draft capital on him that people in redrafts would have. Now, my, my thing too that is, it's kind of concerning regardless because it's not just that he's not getting carries. Carlos Hyde's not getting a lot of carries either. If you look at week one, James Robinson had five carries. Carlos Hyde had nine. That's 14 carries in the game between the two. And Carlos Hyde Week 2 had 2 carries. And James Robinson had 11. That's 13 carries. They, they are throwing the ball a lot. And they're also not getting targets. So I don't know. You could try to sell him for maybe a flex player and just bank on the rest of your team being good enough. But it's going to be another one that's going to be a tough sell. Kind of You can't really drop him, but you can't really sell him for the value you want. Maybe wait to see if he has a big game. And then try to sell him while he's hot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Another Robinson I want to talk about: Allen Robinson. So, uh, wide receiver one, you know, top ten the last two years in a row. You know, had high expectations for Allen Robinson. You know, the the draft the draft selection of J- Justin Fields got everybody excited. You know, even Andy Dalton. You know, he's been a big gunslinger. He's he's been able to hold fantasy relevant wide receivers. So everyone was excited for Allen Robinson. He was drafted probably in the first four or five rounds, somewhere in there. He's the wide receiver one on a lot of teams. And right now he's currently sitting as the wide receiver 56 on the year. Now week one had a lot of targets, six for 35. Okay, fine, I can deal with that. Last week, you know, two for 24 and a touchdown. Like that's tight end numbers. Like that's not what you want out of your wide receiver one and now with Andy Dalton. Hurt Justin Fields coming in. Cleveland defense isn't hasn't really been a slouch. You know, they they play in a tough division with with Green Bay and and stuff like that. Uh, it's you know, I'm, again, I'm getting kind of worried about Allen Robinson. And again, it's another player that you know, if the price is right, I would probably acquire him, but I'm not actively trying to get Allen Robinson, you know, so Rome, I see you got
2: something.
1: Yeah, I mean, I you know what I'm. I'll say it. If anybody listens, if anybody in our fucking leagues listen, give me Allen Robinson.
2: I tried to get him.
1: Yeah, I, like in my opinion, he's. Here's the thing with him. He's the only fucking show in town. Daryl Mooney. He hadn't done shit. I I get the decrease here in targets and in catches this last week. Yeah, it was pretty fucked up. They're playing Cincinnati. You were probably expecting a little bit more. But at least he got in the end zone. First week, though, he had 11 targets. I think that that's going to be like the fucking average. He's just constantly going to be getting love from these quarterbacks, especially a guy like like Fields who's going to latch on to his best guy.
2: Yeah, I try to trade him. I try to be shitty about it. That I try to trade him for Sony Michelle, but right now, showing Sony Michelle is outperforming him. So, I think that there's nothing to worry about with him. Let's. I'd give him another week or so, maybe two weeks to see. But this is one of those players too. Like, how long can you sit on him if he's not performing? But I expect that to be turned around.
0: You're not worried with Justin Fields taking over as the quarterback.
2: I think it's better because I think, like Rome said, Justin Fields will hyper target him like instead of making his read and making throws, he's going to hyper-target a receiver until he gets more comfortable.
1: And that was his knock coming out of college fields. He was not, he doesn't read the field. He's a one-read guy. Well, if you're a one-read guy, and I'm going to make my one read in that offense, (laughs) fucking Allen Robinson, or I'm going to hand it off to Montgomery.
0: Uh, Another wide receiver I want to talk about, A.J. Brown. Uh, He actually leads the league's, and dropped passes right now. So, you know, as me having shares of Ryan Tannehill just about everywhere, you know, it sucks. It, it, your number one wide receiver is not making catches. But, I mean, on the year, he's had 17 targets, which is nice, but he's only had seven catches for 92 yards and a touchdown. So it's just, it's not, you know, and the whole Tennessee offense for that, outside of Derrick Henry, but, I mean, the whole Tennessee offense looks in shambles right now. You know, A.J. Brown, he was a wide receiver taken in the second round. I mean, this was a high draft capital player as well. And, you know, he's sitting on the year as a wide receiver 47. So he's in that Allen Robinson, you know, range currently. Um, Are we, you know, how are you feeling about A.J. Brown right now coming into the
1: season? I'm not high on him to begin with. I I don't know. There's something about him. I said it in a couple of shows before. I think he's something about his face. I'm not a big fan of the Tennessee offense, especially because it's that's going to run through Henry. How many fucking carries did that asshole get last game? I mean, he put the team on his back to get the goddamn W because he went out there and did everything he had to do to get the win. I do like the target share that A.J. Brown is getting. So in that sense, I'm not necessarily panicking you just wish that he would do just a, an Armenian pussy hair more with those targets.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think that it's pretty – I'm probably more high on him than Rome. I think that – I mean, if he cleans up those drops, then he has good games. Mm-hmm. I think he's somebody that can clean up those drops. I still think that you can't expect him to have the, the years he's had in the past because Julio is going to take some of that away from him. But – I think you could. I think you're fine holding him, and I think you're fine even continuing to start him. He's getting the targets. All all he needs is a little bit of, a little bit more catches. Yeah. You know, if he yeah. turns that, he had, what was it week, week two? He had nine targets, three receptions, for forty three yards, and he missed one that was like a, twenty some odd thirty yard pass.
0: Yeah. Talking about uh, ball throwers, Josh Allen, you know, for the Buffalo Bills. I mean expectations through the roof, you know, people were talking MVP season, people were talking Buffalo Bills possibly winning or playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, it just it looked like it was Josh Allen's world and we were all living in it. I mean, he was a fantasy superstar last year. He was the quarterback one. I mean, you know, 4500 yards, 37 touchdowns, getting it done on the ground too, 421 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. But right now he's the quarterback 18 on the year. Uh, you know, week 1 Tough game against uh, Pittsburgh, 270 yards and a touchdown. You know, nine for 44 on the ground. Not you know, not 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 bad. Not the greatest either. He also fumbled twice, and that sucks. And then last week against Miami, granted Miami has a decent defense, but only 179 yards in the air, threw two touchdowns, had a pick, and then only five carries for uh, 35 yards. So, I mean, Josh Allen, you know, a lot of people, if they were taking quarterback early, they went they went Josh Allen early. And, I mean, it's just Buffalo doesn't look very good right now. Like, I've watched some Buffalo play, and it does not look very good.
2: I'll speak on that because I did draft Josh Allen, and I did draft him early. One thing is I do feel like he got a touchdown snaked from him in the last game of rushing touchdown. That would have been three touchdowns. That would have moved him up a few spots. Uh, he played Pittsburgh and Miami, who both have pretty solid defenses. They, you know, they're going to get easier matchups as the season goes on. So I'm not super concerned with it. It's something that you definitely want to keep an eye on because you you know you never really know. But they play like the Redskins, the Texans, and then they play the Chiefs, which will be tough. Um, but later in the season they have the Jaguars, the Jets they have a lot of games where they could put up big numbers and they have a lot of games where he won't so it's it's gonna be tough- he's probably not gonna finish as good as he did last year, but i don't I'm not that concerned about him. I think that his rushing upside's still there he'll still get that and if you know if he cleans up his passing just a little bit, then I think he'll turn it on.
1: I agree.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um another one that w- was kind of surprising and director Ross would like us to touch base on. The Washington football team defense, you know, people were saying they had the best defensive line in all of football. They surrendered 29 points to the Giants and had no turnovers from Mr. Fumble Daniel Jones. Chase, you know, Chase Young, one of the scariest edge rushers in all of football, but they're just, you know, gave up like I said 29 points to the Giants. 20 points at the Chargers. So it's just, you know, they have 6 sacks on the year, only one interception. So it's just uh you know, are you would you be willing to drop the Washington football defense, like in stream a defense or Are you hanging on to them? Cuz a lot of teams, you know, you drafted Washington to be your defense. You hanging
1: on to that? I'm I mean, I'm probably going to hang on to it. I just I don't know. I I'm I like I like the fact you can stream defenses. But there's a lot of people have caught on to that, and if people are rostering two defenses, it's so hard to do. It really, it like just pl- trying to play that fucked up matchup. That just sometimes it doesn't pan out. Sometimes it does. I'm I like the sack upside. I felt like Washington. is the reason I think Tampa Bay is the best defense. I know they're struggling also, but they, they lost a lot in the back end. Washington did. They lost a couple of corners. And they—that's why their pick numbers are down. But you still got Chase Young, dude. You got the predator out there. Let him, let him work. I know the coach came out and said that he's putting too much pressure on himself. I mean, I guess. I, I still think he's going to come up with ten plus sacks, maybe more.
0: Yeah, but they got they got Buffalo, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Kansas City their next four games. I mean, that's a pretty tough slate of uh, of games coming up.
2: I mean Green Bay after that, and then T- Denver and then Tampa Bay again. I'm I never try to attach myself to a def- attach myself to a defense no matter how early I pick them and I pick early defenses early and like, especially in our home league. Like, I'll pick them pretty early, but I never try to stay too attached to them. I feel like turnovers like fumbles and interceptions like they're so hard to predict. It depends upon how the team plays against you, not just how well you perform. Interceptions, you know, like yeah, some of them are good plays. A lot of them are just bad throws. Like, you can't predict that the other team's going to make a bad throw every time. Fumbles, is you can't predict that. And defenses score with touchdowns, you can't predict that. As much as I like to find a good defense and stick with them, if they're not doing good, I, I'm fine getting rid yeah. of them. That being said, I'm also fine picking up another one, playing them next week against Buffalo, and then popping Washington back in there against Atlanta and seeing how they do, like, give them another shot. Yeah. But but maybe not against Buffalo next week. Now,
0: now granted, waivers will have uh, happened when this episode airs, but would you drop the Washington football team for Carolina to play against Houston? Not a chance.
2: I probably would. My thing with Washington is I, I don't know if I'd want to drop. I'd rather drop, like, somebody on my bench that's doing real shitty, pick up Carolina, and then just dump them back off after that first. Probably the same players that I use dropped for somebody them. else. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally get that.
2: But there's, I mean, like I said, don't attach yourself to a defense. It's not like you know those first round picks. You know, first three, four rounds makes a lot more sense. The defense are in a range where you're, they're disposable roster spots for the most part. Yeah, yeah, fair enough.
0: So, actually, and then we got a little bit of time left. I got a couple uh, listener questions here, and then we will call it evening. First off, real quick, if Daryl Henderson is out for the foreseeable week, is Sonny Michelle a running back two?
1: They're playing Tampa Bay. Who are they playing? Yeah, playing game? taking on the Bucks. I would say no. Yeah, I'm passing on that. I don't I don't think he's, he's gonna maybe a flex. He could be a strong flex play. But a wide or a running back two, nah.
2: Yeah, I'd I'd agree with the flex. He... When he got the in the game, you know, last week, he had 10 carries for 46 yards. So he averaged 4.6 a carry. I mean, so he, he's got it, but that's a tough matchup to pop him in there and expect him to beat RB2. Yeah. You know, maybe if it was a friendlier matchup.
0: Uh, last question that I got right here. Is Miles Sanders a buy-low candidate? Or is Kenneth Gainwell the by-low candidate because he has been slowly eking his way into that backfield? My answer is, hang on, to Sanders. If you can sell him for something great, do it. Gainwell, he was unrostered. He wasn't rostered, so if he's available on waivers, pick him up. Someone to you know you want on your bench, but I like
1: Sanders still.
0: I, I wouldn't give up on that quite yet.
1: No, I agree. I- I'm not giving up on Sanders. Either. I'm I'm keeping I'm keeping as many shares of Sanders as I can get. But I agree with you, if the price is right, you can move, but I'm I'm holding on to Sanders.
2: Yeah, I yeah. think that's a consensus. I mean he's averaging four point six yards a carry on twenty nine rushes. He's like really or twenty eight rushes, hundred twenty nine yards. So he, he could have a little more yards, but he does get some reception work too, you know. He's really a touchdown or two away from being high tier running back.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I think it's a good spot to round it out for the night. You know, hopefully, you guys put into those waiver claims got the guys you wanted. And in the next couple episodes, we're going to break down your AFC and NFC matchups for week three. And then we're going to do a, our starts of the week, get you guys all pumped up for the weekend. So, hey, again, thank you so much for listening, guys. We appreciate the love and support. Get us on social medias at filthy f-ball show on twitter at filthy fantasy football show on instagram send in your questions to filthy fantasy football show at gmail.com and again thank you so much guys love you good night king josh josh the king big Rome. fancy
2: fish
1: have a good one y'all